from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, the most sincere podcast about history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're celebrating the Halloween season just like everyone else by revisiting the Peanuts Halloween special for about the millionth time. The day was October 27th, 1966. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, aired for the very first time on CBS. It was the third animated TV special based on the popular characters from Charles Schulz's Peanuts comic strip. The first special had been A Charlie Brown Christmas in 1965, and the second was Charlie Brown's All-Stars in the summer of 1966. That second special, themed to baseball, didn't attract as many viewers as the Christmas episode, and it didn't have as much replayability either. What CBS really wanted was another holiday-themed special that they could air every year and gradually build a bigger and bigger audience for. As history has shown, the Peanuts Halloween special definitely fits that bill. It was written by Charles Schulz, produced by Lee Mendelssohn, and directed by Bill Melendez. 
The network didn't care which holiday the creators covered, so Scholes chose Halloween as the subject. This was a fairly risky move in the 1960s, as most networks still didn't consider Halloween to be popular enough to warrant its own TV specials. But Scholes thought it was worth the risk, because he already had a good Halloween-themed story to pull from. Seven years and one day before The Great Pumpkin's debut on television, the character made his first appearance in the Peanuts comic strip. In a later interview, Scholes explained that he first thought of the character while writing a storyline where Linus keeps confusing Christmas traditions with Halloween. He said, quote, Linus is a youngster to whom everything must have significance. Nothing is unimportant. Christmas is a big holiday, and it has Santa Claus as one of its symbols. Halloween is also a special kind of day, so it ought to have some sort of a Santa Claus also. This is what bothered Linus, and as a matter of fact, it bothers me too. So between us, we came up with the Great Pumpkin. The Santa-inspired legend they came up with was that the Great Pumpkin rises from his pumpkin patch on Halloween night and flies through the air, delivering gifts to all the good children of the world. Now, of course, free toys are always nice, but what Linus really seems to be after is the approval of the Great Pumpkin, who is said to appear only to those who wait for him in the most sincere pumpkin patch. Neither Linus nor Scholes ever elaborate on what makes a pumpkin patch more or less sincere, and the rest of the Peanuts gang wisely don't raise the question. In the comic strip, it suggested that Linus may not be the only one who believes in the Great Pumpkin, but in the TV special, he's very much alone in his faith, and the other kids make sure he knows it. Linus may be the only true follower of the Great Pumpkin, but there were some people who thought he might be real in a different way. Two years after the special first aired, Charles Scholes revealed that he had received letters from numerous academics asking where the Great Pumpkin myth had come from. The scholars were convinced that it had to be based on some real-world legend. Scholes didn't have the heart to tell them he made the whole thing up, so he just suggested that they ask Linus instead. The truth is that Scholes conceived of the Great Pumpkin as a kind of satire on Santa Claus. The cartoonists didn't believe in Santa and disliked the idea that unfortunate children must be very disappointed when Santa inevitably fails to show up. The Great Pumpkin is an expression of that cycle, serving as both a symbol of hope and a source of disappointment for Linus. But it's worth noting that while some children might lose faith in Santa like Scholes had, Linus is undeterred when the Great Pumpkin fails to appear. To him, it's just a sign that next year, he'll have to find a pumpkin patch that's even more sincere. So far, we've talked a lot about Linus and the Great Pumpkin, but there are plenty of other standout moments of the special worth mentioning. For starters, there's the heartbreaking scene where Charlie Brown discovers his candy bag is actually full of rocks, and that his neighbors are the true monsters. After the special premiered, plenty of viewers shared poor Charlie Brown's pain and wanted to make things right. Every Halloween for years to come, 
Charles Scholl's office in California was flooded with bags and boxes of candy addressed to Charlie Brown. Oh, and apparently the 10-year-old boy who voiced Charlie Brown also got rocks as a prank when he went trick-or-treating that year. So hopefully someone sent him some actual candy too. Another notable moment in the show is Snoopy's surreal adventure as a World War I flying ace. In the comic strip, this was a well-established side of Snoopy's character, but the Halloween special was the first time viewers got to see one of his doghouse dogfights in motion. And lastly, there's the scene where Lucy pulls the football away from Charlie Brown. It's one of the most famous gags in comic strip history, and the Halloween special marks the very first time it appeared in animation, though it certainly wasn't the last. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown was a massive success the year it debuted, claiming nearly 50% of the viewing audience for its time slot. The high ratings ensured there would be many more Peanut specials to come, though if you ask me, none have been quite as funny, charming, or sincere as the Great Pumpkin. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And you can also write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another spooky day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.